welcome friends to another week of Hope I Did It Again podcast with Tanya and Rachel. Hello, everyone. So Rachel, I think I need to to put this on record. I have to yeah. update my top five celebrity crushes. I love like, it. Who's who's kicked out? That's okay. what I've been curious about. <laughs> I so, know who's being Henry added. Cavill, I want to know who's. <laughs> Henry Cavill is officially out. Oof, tough luck, Hank. He, I mean, he's number six still. Like, yeah. he, again, the person that has like been in my top, that's in my top five now, it went between him and Henry, like as my number five. And that is Taryn Egerton, um, mm-hmm. the, the Welsh actor that you should know from um, the Elton John. King, Kingsman. Biopic. Yep, the Kingsman. Recently, what has really cemented it for me is the Apple TV show Blackbird, which is not a sexy show. Like, here's like that's the thing. <laughs> I reckon. Like, Ho- I hope hopefully, it's not a sexy show. Like, please don't watch Blackbird in an amorous mood. No, it's literally about a child killer, like child rapist. Like, no, it's not a sexy show. It is a very, very good true crime show, I will say. I don't watch a whole lot of them because that's just not my cup of tea. But it looked really good. And it had Taron fucking Egerton in it. And he's (laughs) hot already. Like, this man is already hot. He's already, again, my number six. And he goes back and forth, especially, like, with his stupid Instagram posts. Like, I send them to you all the time. Like, what does this man do? Like... He dances around his kitchen and makes food and is like super. I'm like, do you, you don't even know how hot you are, but I think you do actually. Yeah. Anyway, he got very buffed up for this role on Blackbird Mm -hmm. and I've appreciated it on Instagram, but watching it on the show, like I was texting a couple people that have watched it and I was like, it was a distraction. He he was too hot. Like too hot. Again, not a show where like, I needed to feel the things that I felt looking at him because it's a very serious show about very serious shit. And so it was just, yeah, he's extremely hot. He wears a white tank top a lot. So it shows off his muscles a lot. Mm-hmm. He's got like this cocky attitude that again, I've said it before on this podcast, like I don't like assholes, but there is still something about that cocky attitude that it's like, yeah. fuck. So mm-hmm. Karen is at number three. He's moved all the way up to number three. Wow. Wow. Okay. So yeah. wait, so who is that? So Henry's six. So then who shifts down to four and five? Harry and then uh, Harry's in fifth, Niles in fourth. Mm-hmm. There's just, Tough I also, I need guys, to rewatch. But... <laughs> I need to rewatch the video of him. It's Taryn. I think I want to say it's when he maybe was the King, the second Kingsman movie, or maybe the Elton John biopic. Um, he was on one of those late night shows and they asked him his town in well in Wales, like where he's from. And it's I mean, the Welsh language is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Truly like, ludicrous. <laughs> truly a ludicrous language. Like all of them are goofy, but Welsh, like whew. I mean, if you have like look it up, look at I'm sure if you type in YouTube, Taryn Egerton hometown, it's like the first one I'm sure that will pop up. And it is ridiculous, but again, a man with an accent who's saying yeah, he's just he's really, really hot. Um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to put it on record that he is now number three. And I, well, yeah, I think it is the Instagram post. I think we've talked about this. Having a strong social media presence does help. He just seem he just seems funny. He seems yes. like he can really get a joke. Like sense of humor is hot. Yes, it's particularly hot if you're a celebrity and there's kind of an implication that you might be like an idiot or uh, self-absorbed. Yeah, I would argue like coincidentally 
Henry Cavill has a very funny social media presence to me, but yes. it's, it is less like his sense of humor coming through. And it's just him being an extremely hot man, incapable of taking a decent selfie. Like that's what I, what delights me about Henry Cavill on the internet, but Taryn Egerton seems, yeah. Yeah. I don't, Henry Cavill, like he is truly one of the hottest men on this yes. planet right now. Yeah. And like, even his worst selfies, it's still like better than what I could do yeah. with my worst self. But it's still just like, what are, what are you doing? Dude, what are, what are you what are you? You are active, you have to like actively make yourself look <laughs> like this way. <laughs> but you, also like you can look at this before you like yeah. as you take it, you can review and like assess and then adjust. But also I just love how much of a fucking nerd he is. Like yeah. actually, like a real geek, yes. like an IT geek delighted it delighted. is again like if that man like if he was just a normal man that obsessed with computers i like i'm not being like judgmental but i would be like that's what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> you combine a geek Instead. brain and like the face of a god henry yeah. cavill and also also we forget this karen can sing so oh i do yeah i do forget i mean he literally played elton john but yeah yeah that's, he's that's, hot <laughs> He's a worthy, a worthy top five, top three. Yep. All right. So yeah, I just had to put that on record for you, for everybody to hear. So on the note of celebrity crushes, Mm -hmm. let's just chat about celebrities in general. I've been thinking a lot this week about one of my favorite phrases, the cult of celebrity, what makes us kind of obsessed maybe obsessed isn't even the right word like so enthralled and fascinated by these famous people and the expectations that we have for them and the particular disappointment we feel when when they transgress in ways like they obviously I was gonna say they probably don't know I would say like most celebrities don't know that they've transgressed to me so (laughs) um I yeah that's talk about being self-aware so anyways this week one of my favorite celebrities, and I think I brought him up recently, Conan O'Brien has a mm-hmm. podcast where he interviews um, famous pals. And he had a comedian on this week named Jeff Ross that coincidentally, there's a producer who exists in, in the Conan sphere also named Jeff Ross. So I've always been thinking about like these dueling Jeff Rosses in, in the comedy world. But the comedian Jeff Ross um, on the podcast this week within the last five years has been like pretty incredibly accused of grooming a 15 year old. And I need, I've been meaning this week to like really dig in further on that. Like I read some original just articles and like little think pieces about it. And it came in a wave of like uh, many comedians turning out to be like real dirt bags. There's like the Horatio Sands situation where he also was up to some pretty um, egregious and also illegal activity with like, I mean, I guess the activity isn't illegal, like to just be in your thirties talking to a teenager is not illegal, but the grooming aspect of it all, Mm -hmm. not great. And it like, I like Conan so much and respect him so much and like appreciate his judgment and his ability to kind of like remain level-headed and like reasonable in the face of 30 years of like wild fame and celebrity that it just felt like uh I've been wondering if Jeff Ross the comedian would be on here not Jeff Ross the existing Conan producer and when I saw his name pop up I knew obviously they would not in the interview be talking about these allegations like why would you ever open that can of worms and yeah the interview was good and it 
like listening if I hadn't known, if I hadn't heard about these allegations against Jeff Ross, the comedian, I definitely would be like, wow, he seems like also a pretty level-headed guy who like has maintained a a sense of understanding and he's really self-aware and self-depreciating and reflective. And again, he was never convicted of anything. I want to be like very clear that especially in the the me too era that we're in like there can still be false accusations and that could well Mm -hmm. be the case in this situation but it just always because overwhelmingly it's true the accusations are almost always Mm -hmm. true like it just i don't know it always feels it leaves like a bad taste in my mouth and also makes me think like why do i feel so disappointed like i don't know conan like conan is Mm -hmm. no one to me ultimately like I like, and I find him funny. I appreciate like his comedy and the body of work that he's built, but like, why does it feel so disappointing to us when, when celebrities aren't good people? And that, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I'm not even saying this decision like makes Conan a bad person, but I just like, why, what, what is the pressure that we put on celebrities? Like the expectations that we have for them, these people that we're never going to meet, we're never going to have relationships with interpersonal relationships. Like, yeah. I'm just be curious. Like you and I've talked about fallout mm-hmm. from other celebrities before. What do you think drives drives these feelings in us? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think um I think it kind of, like I think it can go multiple ways. Okay. So I know we've talked about Joe Rowling on this podcast. Um and I think for me, the disappointment that I felt or and continue to feel about the author of the Harry Potter series being a turf is that she has such a fundamental role in my childhood and like mm-hmm. the person who I am. And on some level growing up and believing the things that I believe, like justice, fairness, empathy, love, not that she's not the only reason, right? Obviously, but like no <laughs> my entire personality, <laughs> my basically entire personality. written by JK Rowling. Yep. Yeah. But like holds a huge part in that. Yeah. And to know that like she hasn't been able to absorb the very topics and themes that she wrote about is disappointing because I think I think there is a level of like familiarity I have with her mm-hmm. and like with other people on some level and maybe maybe actually now that I'm saying that out loud maybe it's like the the familiarity piece I can't say that word tonight familiarity, that's like yeah. the people that you the celebrities media who you who you consume and love and admire and respect you feel like you do know them yeah. on some level and because for me too like I'm kind of thinking back when you brought this topic up tonight to talk about I think I I also just think about like the people that in our own lives that you put on pedestals right like not even just celebrities mm-hmm. but like people that you know and respect that you like either work with your family whoever and like when they disappoint you like how what that feels like so I'm just kind of yeah. wondering like after consuming so much of Conan O'Brien's like you know media and everything you feel like you know him and mm-hmm. so when he does something or something is said or he bites a person on that you don't particularly like, you feel not mm-hmm. like you're taking it personally, but on some level you're like, oh, I thought I thought it you does, would be on the same page as yeah. me about this. It's like a violation of the space. And like certainly again, due to the nature of the allegations against like this particular comedian, like I think like if next week it turned out that Louis CK was on Conan, like that would be a sort of devastating blow to me of like, Oh my God, what are we doing? And like in the format of Conan's show, his like co-podcasters 
it, I've come to like really value and appreciate them. And it would be like, you surely you guys aren't okay with this. Like, what are we doing? And mm-hmm. it's a like, well, that's so much pressure. Celebrities are in such an interesting spot of like, I this the push and pull of like them not asking to be these sort of like I don't know like laud posts for what you think is like good or bad action or activity mm-hmm. but then like by nature of being a celebrity and like maintaining a celebrity presence like you do cultivate this public persona and like you do sort of I think naturally take on like I don't know responsibility for what you're putting out there and like the persona that you are creating and like the impression that you are giving people it's just celebrities interesting yeah yeah I mean like what's hard is that we go like people say well you're a celebrity you signed up to be put on this platform or you signed up Mm -hmm. for the lifestyle and everything and there is like truth to that on some level right Mm -hmm. but I do think that we we put them on a pedestal without thinking that they are also human beings like they really at the end of the day are human beings who will disappoint us because at the end Mm -hmm. of the day even your best friend your mom your dad Mm -hmm. like your grandparents will disappoint you like everybody disappoints you at some point in your life right I think like the cult of celebrity is this persona that like they're not human on some level or at least like they're like a better human a better version Mm -hmm. um and like a good example like Taylor Swift's in the news lately right like so Taylor Swift for those who don't pay attention to media (laughs) um is in the news because it turns out she's on she's the I don't even know like the top celebrity to fly on private yeah (laughs) yeah to and she it's something and it's something funny and like this I think is the explanation put out by her camp like her private plane flies the most often of all celebrity private planes. Yeah. And I feel like I read at some point or heard her camp being like, well, it's not, it's not Taylor flying every time. And it's like, this is splitting hairs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And it's It's, like what we're hearing about more and more are these, it's one thing to need. If you're a celebrity, especially like Taylor Swift, you can't, you just straight up like cannot go to a, like a public airport <laughs> and mm-hmm. just walk around like the sort of chaos and Beatlemania that would ensue. Like I get why I get why that would be very unattractive and kind of a safety hazard to like right. you and others that the private plane might be a necessity, but it's these like very small journeys, just like yeah. goofy, tiny trips that just pump greenhouse gas into the air that, I think are really getting people's getting people's goat right and absolutely fair like I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I, I I don't like that like if I was to meet Taylor Swift and like have a conversation with you like yeah like why are you doing that like drive yeah. you gotta if you have yeah. to be in the next town over freaking drive like you're not yeah, like the rest of special. us come on mm-hmm. now um like it's I don't appreciate that I don't think that's yeah. a good move for her or any of the other celebrities that are part mm-hmm. of that but I also like don't kid myself that she has access to that. Like, mm-hmm. of course she's gonna freaking do it. Like, yeah. When you have money and you have celebrity, you also on some level do change and you do you forget. Become, yeah. Yeah, you're not a normal human being, right? Like it's that it's a weird dichotomy of like we forget that they're human beings. And so we do stupid weird shit. Like Justin Bieber also was in the mm-hmm. news lately because like some fan captured him on a video like 
being angry at fans for being outside of his house. And it's yeah. like, yeah, he has every right to be mad about that, y'all. <laughs> Why are you standing outside you, his house being like, weirdos? You he, gotta chill. Like, because somebody was like saying to him, "Well, this is what you agreed to," and you're like, "No, I'm sorry." And that's no. my thing. Like, there, no, you don't agree to like have your privacy violated constantly. Like, that no. is not what anyone is getting into show business for. Like, you no, want the acclaim, weird. but like for mental health, you gotta have an ability to like step back, be yeah. like a normal person, a private citizen in your private home. Like, that's not being a celebrity and obsessed with the celebrity just certainly does not like green light you to just violate like trespassing laws right right but yeah i think like the taylor swift that comment about i do and i think like this again is part of the cult of celebrity like when you when you like people when you like celebrities you aren't thinking about how wealthy they are the resources at their disposal and what it does to your brain when you have enough money and enough resources to truly not have like legal consequences or actions. Yep. I mean, the IRS comes for, for many people in the end, but it, Shakira. when you can make, <laughs> yeah, Shakira. <laughs> or if like the thought of everyone who's fucked up, it just like, it is funny who gets caught like poor Shakira. What is truly what she done to anyone? Not paid her taxes, not great, but like ugh, half of our government is our literal criminals. Um, but anyways, like, I do think when you like a celebrity, you do, it makes you overlook the fact that like, they have so many resources that they aren't, they're not like you, they're fundamentally different than you, like, the, again, a rewiring of their brain, like when you can make any problem go away, you have to become your own sort of like, check on your power and your reality, like remind yeah. yourself to stay a human, a normal human. And I think that that's a lot of this Taylor Swift disappointment. And of course, the diehard Swifties are not disappointed at all. And what's cool about fandom is that they'll just double down on it and defend yeah. these decisions. Yeah. But I don't think that serves anyone either. Like, people have to be held accountable. And if they won't be legally held accountable, again, because of money and resources, they should be held accountable in the court of public opinion. Like, you should yeah. face some censure from from the people who who like you and defend you. Like there's not a lot of excuses for taking a 10 minute private jet flight. Like this is goofy. Right. And I do also think that like in this day and age of cancel culture, like Mm -hmm. I, I I do hate that term, but I think it's because I hate like what it stands for. Like I do prefer like accountability culture on some level. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I think people in, in this day and age, because ultimately it is canceled. Like people, people are operating in cancel culture. So they think like, if you criticize somebody, that means that you automatically hate them or want nothing yeah. to do with them or think that they're the worst person. It's like, we have actually forgotten how to criticize people with kindness, I would say. Yeah. Almost. Like, yeah. there is a way to like say like, yeah, I still like Taylor Swift. I don't think she's an awful person. Yeah. And I think that like, sh- but she still needs to be held accountable and still like make better decisions mm-hmm. because- Yes, ultimately, her greenhouse gas emissions is still probably nothing compared to the freaking corporations that are pumping into 70 percent, which I saw a very funny little TikTok real video about that um, today that I was like, yeah, again, like Mm -hmm. we get mad about these things instead of really (laughs) focusing on the issue. But again, like she we have a right to be upset, like Taylor, Mm -hmm. come on, be better. Like you don't have to do that. We like get back to the disappointment factor of it all. Like what's more devastating than like finding out someone's disappointed in you that like they expected yeah. better of you. I feel like that's a very 
like true human emotion that I would hope could cut through even like the thickest of celebrity like head inflation just like to just feel disappointed and I think we can see that with some celebrities and the way that Mm -hmm. they handle some things like like uh, people can say that Chrissy Teigen hasn't handled criticism her criticism well for various reasons but she is one that sometimes she does handle it well and I'm not saying Mm -hmm. she's perfect by do by any stretch of the imagination people can if you are not a Chrissy Teigen fan um fine but I, I do think that there have been some times when she's handled it pretty well for criticism mm-hmm. and everything. And um, I'm trying to think of other people who have done a really good job. I you know, have I been have thinking um, Morgan Wallen has been like popping into my life. One, I'm unfortunately, I find several of his songs extremely catchy. I say popping into my life. He's been showing up on my Spotify where I go specifically to search for him. <laughs> and he, then he just pops up. Um but and I like I think about his back to back transgressions, however long ago it was now again, time has no meaning to me. And like he so what happens first, he is supposed to be on SNL and then is caught like out partying in the midst of covid restrictions. Yep. And he did post an apology that was like, I felt seemed extremely heartfelt like this is this was immature of me, like I jeopardized everything. I've wanted this for so long. I'm so I'm going to work to do better. And then within six months, he's captured on somebody's ring camera (laughs) being drunk in a residential area using the N-word. And it's just, and then like another notes app apology, these like big demonstrative uh, like efforts at at public apology. And I just like musing over how as a celebrity you're ever supposed to convey like true emotion when at times we sort of all as a society agree, like most of what you say and put out into the world that's supposed to be sincere is always going to sound like you're doing this to appease your record label. You're doing this to like get back the things that you've lost because of your stupid actions. But like, also we like, we'll never know, like there will always be an air of mystery about celebrities. Even people who like Morgan Wallen seem to really live out loud, if you will, just a funny. Yeah. Celebrities chasing after them always. Yeah. And uh, but then I think like what a celebrity feel that you have the J.K. Rowling of a person who repeatedly is like I suck. <laughs> if you think I'm getting better, <laughs> I'm not. I'm getting yeah. worse and louder. <laughs> yep. Just, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I like yeah. There's like almost a level of a like truly Taylor. Like that's that's worse, right? Like if you could like in action like apologizing in an action is not great at all but doubling down on your shitty behavior and shitty act shitty opinions is it's like if taylor swift like films her apology like on her private jet in the air (laughs) that's like what that's like what jk rowling does every single week she's like it's not even every week it's just like with enough distance in between them to be like she's been quiet for a while like maybe Mm -hmm. she has seen the error error of her ways maybe she is doing some reflection and growth and then nope (laughs) no reflection well maybe reflection but she's always like yep this still feels right to me she's standing in her truth no matter how terrible and um (laughs) destructive it is truly truly destructive and terrible yeah but I think, like, I don't know, I, I appreciate you bringing this up because I think it's been something that's kind of been on my mind, both, like, celebrity-wise, because we, yeah, we, I mean, you and I have talked about Taylor already <laughs> outside mm-hmm. of the podcast world, um, but also just, like, in regards to, like, our actual relationships. Like, mm-hmm. I've had quite a few conversations with friends lately 
and just experiences in the last like year or so with like my dating world and like friendships even really um about like how, like when like when when is the time to like be disappointed in somebody when is the right time to like cut somebody off and like not want to consume their media like on some mm-hmm. level like cancel culture in real life right like yeah. there has been a point with like some of our celebrity people like i will say luckily all the celebrities that have gone through like the me too movement mostly male celebrities and have really been blast like really like their true colors shown have not mm-hmm. been people that i like cared that deeply about like i've yeah. never like i wasn't a great a big bill Cos- cosby fan not harvey why i like whatever mm-hmm. um so the for the most part i feel like jk rowling is like the one that's like i've been actually really yeah. had to deal with as it's a celebrity and like grappled with some feelings of like how i'm gonna consume her media like how I'm not going to spend money that will directly impact her. But like, if I'm going to buy Harry Potter mm-hmm. fan art, it's going to be from like fans and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've yeah. had to think about my relationship with her, her art um, and how I interact with her. But I do and think, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, just, I want to like, just a quick interjection on like this term cancel culture. I think yeah. I like, I won't speak for you, but like what upsets me about it is that it is nearly impossible to completely cancel someone. Like if we think about these big name celebrities, like even JK Rowling, Louis CK, like any of these comedians, they still do shows. Like they still make Mm -hmm. money. Like they are not canceled. And in our terrible world, there are legions of people who agree with them and won't let them be quote canceled. Like that's to truly cancel someone. Like I wouldn't call what Harvey, what happened to Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby as like, they weren't victims of cancel culture, right? Like they were held accountable for crimes they'd committed. And that like, that's where I think it gets so irritating is that as always, like, I don't, it seems to be uh, like many things, a sort of liberal versus conservative thing. Like conservatives have really hooked onto this cancel culture term and the thought that like any one, like one off color joke and you'll be canceled. Like liberals can't take a joke. And that's, time after time that's just not what's happening one institutions are set up to protect people who are making more than just one off-color joke Mm -hmm. so to actually to actually be able to prosecute someone and bring them to accountability for crimes takes decades of effort and work like what did bill cosby have like 86 accusers like Mm -hmm. it just it takes so much effort to truly quote cancel someone that it like it's it itself is almost a myth there's no way to be truly canceled like it takes a lot more than one bad joke and like if you have a habit of making terrible jokes like bad jokes that people aren't into maybe that's you needing to like assess what you're joking Mm. about Dave Chappelle. anyways yeah Dave Chappelle but again like what's up what has actually what's he been cost by Twitter every time he tells a trans joke being like wow this is fucked up it's not cost him any special it's not cost him any money and tickets like people are still there he's not canceled he'll never be canceled like right no one's even asking for that necessarily just asking for people to think about the impact that they're having like why do you want to make these jokes why is that what you go for right no thank you for yeah thank you for clarifying that because i do think like ultimately if if people want to call it cancel like you can cancel a person in your own life right like you can say like you know what i i'm not consuming dave Chappelle's specials for myself anymore Mm -hmm. that's fine and you can also want and it's not netflix not wanting if they ever do say like nope we're not going to support dave Chappelle Mm -hmm. or with with the morgan wallen thing spotify and radio saying we're not going to play your music bro Mm -hmm. they are now still but like at the time they weren't going to like that 
that's actually accountability. Like that's, mm-hmm. that is what these people need to do is like deplatform people yeah. that are spouting off hateful shit that doesn't need to be out to the masses. Like, because ultimately they'll still find a way to get their message out. Right. Like that yeah. is the thing. Like, I mean, Joe Rogan, like however long ago, and he still has a platform. Right. But like when he was spouting off like anti-vax messages mm-hmm. and anti-science messages on his Spotify po- podcast, like a ton of people were calling Spotify to yeah. deplatform him. Right. And I, I don't disagree with that. Like he shouldn't be saying that shit and he should have been deplatformed, but ultimately Spotify didn't do it. And how many people still are listening to Spotify? I mean, I do, right? Like, I do. There's a level yeah. of like, I can't, I'm not going to give up Spotify. I'm not going to listen to Joe Rogan though. And because ultimately mm-hmm. If he had gotten off of Spotify, he would have found another place. And yeah. I just also, I have to say this. I think it's really funny how the people that got off of Spotify are just using Amazon Music instead or Apple I Music. I, I mean, like, like, yeah, we're all no trapped. Good, uh, there's right. no good answer. Like that's, uh, yeah. What yeah. we're skirting around here is the fact that like being a billionaire should be illegal. The like what we allow the these billionaires to do, eat the rich, kill your darlings, like. Yeah, yeah. there because everything is owned by the same five terrible men. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no way to win. <laughs> you gotta do what feels right. best. Um, what I was the long, the long way that I was trying yeah. to like get to this. back off this tangent. <laughs> but I do think that this helped me like make my point. Yeah, but it also comes down to like you as a person, like what you're willing to put up with, and like mm-hmm. who you're willing to engage with personally, like in your own life. And also with celebrities. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are people out there that are more willing to forgive and forget, more willing to not want to see the complexity in human beings, um, mm-hmm. who are just also more willing to only have the energy for people that serve them. Pro- like, I don't even know if that's quite, right the word, quite the word I want to use, but like, I've just, so to, to share a little bit, like I've had like experiences with friends when I when I am dating somebody and it's no longer working out as long as the other person wasn't a complete and utter dickhead and we ended things somewhat amicably, I'm okay with like remaining friends or even mm-hmm. just like social media friends. Like that's, that's not the end of the world yeah. to me. Like I'm okay with that. But I know some people that are like, fuck no, mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with that person that I dated. Even if things ended. Okay. Like they're yeah. just very much like, nope. I don't need any new friends, like hashtag no new friends kind of thing. And I've always kind of just been like, I don't like, I guess I don't get that. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't, like. I'm I'm the type of person that like, I just like people. So for the most part, again, unless you are a complete dickhead to me, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, maybe too often that I will absolutely admit that, Mm -hmm. but give you the benefit of the doubt and like still want you like somewhat in my life. And so Do I don't feel know like, it's, like it ever has like gone awry that that policy like have there been guys that you have stayed friends with that you've at a later date had to be like okay <laughs> and yes. nope cut off <laughs> yes and not so, like that having that having happened doesn't mean like it's a bad it's a bad system like because it's yeah. also worked where people like don't get don't get banned <laughs> yeah yeah so like yeah I've had, like I I have a couple examples so like one is I have a a, a, a guy friend who we started, we met through a dating app and we went on a few dates and such and things just didn't work out, you know? Um, And ultimately 
it was a little bit of a hard patch to like figure out if we could be friends because mm-hmm. I guess to be honest, like I had more feelings than he did. So for me, as somebody who is a, a true Pisces and just has a mm-hmm. shit ton of feelings all the time, sorting through my feelings of like, okay, can we be friends? Can we not be friends? Like I, I like him, but mm-hmm. like, what does it mean to like him? Can I just figuring out all of that stuff? Like, and ultimately I, I have figured it out and we are friends and it's fine. But yeah. there have, like, I had a lot of friends that are like, why are you even still trying to be friends with this guy? Like, he's not into you. So like, what's the, what is it? In, what are you getting out of this? And I was like, but he wants to actually be my friend. Like he's yeah. putting in the effort to be my friend. Um, So that, like, for me, I think, um, I don't know if I'm explaining this well. I think for me, it's, I know I give people too much the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Like there was another instance of like, I kept, I let this guy be my like Instagram friend that we dated for a little bit. And then he like was off Instagram for a while. And then he came back on and he like started messaging me, like not anything weird or anything, but like just trying to like strike up a chat and stuff. But it was like, bro, like, I don't really, I haven't talked to you in like eight (laughs) months. Like I'm not trying to like, you do not have a relationship. I'm not trying to talk to you like every single day. And that's almost what he was doing. And so I was talking to my one friend about it. And she was like, why are you still friends with him? (laughs) You don't have to be friends with him. And I'm like, I know, but like, I don't not like him. I just don't need to like talk to him. Like, and so then she was like, I'm deleting him for you. And I'm like, fine. (laughs) So she unfollowed him for me because yeah. So again, I'm saying like, I'm not trying to say that I have a best policy in this regard. Like, maybe I do need to be a little bit harsher of like who or have better boundaries about who are my friends after dating or even just like friendship wise. Um, but I just, I I don't know. Like, I I, I guess what I'm trying to say too, is like if Tom Hiddleston, if it came out that he was a real monster, (laughs) that'd be a dark day on the podcast. It would truly be a dark day on the podcast. And I also like, I have thought like, I feel like I would know myself well enough and be like, all right, I'm not consuming his media anymore. Mm-hmm. But it would like be like a breakup. Like it would be like a heartbreak for me. I would call it like this. I cannot let this conversation go by without bringing up the Chick-fil-A element. Like mm-hmm. empirically Chick-fil-A chicken is the best fast food chicken. Like this, I am unwilling to hear arguments against this. Like it is, it is just better. Whatever they're up to, it's just better and what sucks about that is that their social politics absolutely suck. Talk about another company that like every time you think like, well, they've been kind of quiet about it. I feel like every time I think that I'll see an article that's like, nope, <laughs> yeah. still funding anti-gay work. And that sucks because like their chicken is the absolute best. But like you, we all as individuals have to make our choices on like right. where we fall on the spectrum. And so I always think like, should any of my faves turn out to be <laughs> secret monsters? Like, it would suck, but in the same way that I can't have the, again, empirically mm-hmm. the best available fast food chicken, like you just have to like, got to cut it off, move yeah. on. Like, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it, I, I don't know. I, I do wonder like, is it part personality? Like who, people are willing to like cut things out. People are willing to um, forgive and forget. Like if it, is it part personality, part per, cult of celebrity, part capitalism, mm-hmm. yeah. part childhood trauma (laughs) like I don't like all of the attachment style (laughs) and like the layers of offense like if it like so I think it would I think also be good to bring up Aziz Ansari in this Mm -hmm. conversation like the sort of 
Aziz situation, like his small Me Too moment was a very conflicting and layered situation of like, he certainly behaved poorly, but it doesn't, it's not like he's got the 50 years of um, assaults of some other folks. Like, it's just, yeah, we live in such a, to know so much about so many people. And again, to like hold people accountable for their actions is such a hard, when it is a gray transgression a gray area transgression it just is like uh what do what do we do (laughs) where do we go from here and I think like I think that that can happen in in personal life too like especially I feel like in fact that might be like a good your policy of like remaining friends with folks you've dated is like it's gonna go it could be fine could turn into friendship or they'll have to be deleted (laughs) like we'll just see like everyone's an individual and based on their actions will dictate the access they have to your Instagram. Yeah. And my energy. And your energy. Yeah. Yeah. I will say something that I appreciate about social media is the ability to unfollow people without completely like, uh, like not Mm -hmm. adding them. Even Instagram now has like some very good layers where you can like remain mutuals, but you don't have to see their posts. You don't get to see Mm -hmm. their stories to get to, you don't have to see their stories. Like, that Mark Zuckerberg is a terrible person, but like some of that stuff, I'm like, this is good. <laughs> Cause I don't want to go through like just quietly deleting people, but I will unfollow and snooze all day long. Like, yeah, especially I haven't had to do this a ton, but in a couple of spots after the Roe versus Wade um, decision, just like, you know, this is feeling not the vibe to me. So we'll just yeah. do a little, a quiet snooze for a bit and slash forever. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe it's just a com- like a conversation about, we all need to be better at figuring out who we want to put our energy towards and who we want mm-hmm. to, whose energy we want to absorb Yeah, and celebrity or otherwise um, a good conversation about like, who doesn't trigger your anxiety or who doesn't mm-hmm. um, make you want to punch a wall <laughs> Yeah, uh, because of their actions and stuff like that. But also like recognize that people are human beings. Cause I, I, mm-hmm. do, I think, I think both sides of the aisle, both parts of these conversations is like people who try to do black and white people are try to make yeah. people in situations like good, bad, all mm-hmm. of that. And it's like that, very few people in this world are truly mm-hmm. all good or truly all bad. Mitch McConnell, truly all yeah, bad. All bad. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, truly all, all bad. good. <laughs> those are the two. Those are the two polls that you should. <laughs> yes, those are. Oh. The, that's a good bad binary. Yes, but like Mitch McConnell I, is all bad. <laughs> all bad. Chaotic evil, right? Okay. I mean, I would say lawful evil, like his oh, like, yeah. ability to like dissect like really use the rules in his favor and yeah, yeah. evil yeah. though for certainly we yes. can agree on that <laughs> evil 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 um trash, but like trash, that's trash. but that's how i yeah i just think that celebrities or otherwise i think sometimes we all get really bad at putting putting the binary towards people and rec- and not seeing mm-hmm. the humanity in each other celebrities or otherwise so yeah yeah, but that said, I think the the binary are you good, are you bad? I think will set us up well for our final topic of season one, which is red flags. 
and green flags. We'll talk about happy, happy and, signals. And yellow see. flags. And there yellow are, flags, yeah. Yep, yep. There we are had, those. We had a good yellow flag recently. But anyways, yeah. So it, because no one is all good or all bad, you do, the flag system is useful <laughs> to decide, mm-hmm. is this, how bad are we? How how strong are these waves? Is it a yellow flag today? Is it a red flag today? Yep. And if you're like me, um, you're getting better and better at like not ignoring the red flags and truly being like, this is a lot of red flags. Yeah. I'm not going to continue dating this person or too many to red person. flags. Yep. So we, we look forward to diving into those topics that you also help submit. Um, yes. you're, you've submitted your own, um, red, yellow, green flags for us to share. So we are very excited to have some, uh, listener feedback for the first mm-hmm. time on our season finale we made yeah. it rachel we almost we well, did almost it, made it. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hopefully we make it from this yep. point yep we gotta we gotta still record it but you know we are we are here and we are so happy that we did almost 12 episodes so stick mm-hmm. with us for another couple weeks and you can hear our season one finale so thanks mm-hmm. all yeah thanks pals appreciate it bye if you're enjoying Ope I Did It Again, follow us on Instagram at Ope Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Email us. Tell us your stories. You can reach us at ope podcast 22 at gmail.com. Oh.